Amen. As you uh, take your seat, tonight we're going to be looking at the text that uh, Pike read for us um, a few minutes ago. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, I'm Adrian. I'm the youth pastor here at Grace uh, and I've been here for some time. We're glad that you're here uh, tonight. Matthew chapter 1 is where we're going to be looking. Um, when we think about the purpose of Christmas, uh, many things come to mind. Food, if you're me, uh, food, um, Christmas trees, Christmas singing, Christmas carols, candy canes, candy corns. Uh, I don't, I can't remember what else Elf said in the movie, but whatever he said. Uh, so many things come to mind when we think about Christmas. But the purpose of Christmas, the reason <clears throat> that we celebrate this holiday um, is because of what this text, Matthew one twenty one says to us, it says, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. You see, Christmas has a purpose and often, um, unlike things in our culture that seem to have a multi-purpose effect, Jesus came for one purpose. Um, today we think about things that we go out and buy, we go to the store, um, things that we want, that we desire. We want those things to function uh, on multiple levels. I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago and I thought about my iPhone and, uh, many of you have one of these, hopefully it's not cracked like this, but you have one of these and you have some kind of smartphone. And the reason that we have phones is supposed to be to make calls, right? Um, the, the thing is though, I bet probably 90%, at least maybe teenagers, you know, however, 90% of teenagers, maybe even you, uh, you don't even use your phone to call. You use it for things like a camera. Uh, you use it for um, Facebook. Some of you too much. Uh, you use it for, just kidding, use it for a calculator. Uh, you have email. Um, you have a Christmas countdown app. Uh, you, you can use it to read. You can use your iPhone for so many things. You know, we, we like to think, um, and I accidentally just hit the thing and she wanted me to say something, but, but you, we, we, we um, use a phone. It has so many different purposes. But like if we think about a real telephone, not, not, a, not a cell phone, like most of us know, not, a, uh, not a, a, a smartphone, but a real telephone, we realize that it had one purpose. Um, I actually got one. My great aunt Annie I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen one of these. My great aunt Annie, uh, she actually goes to um, East Marion where uh, uh, Grace is helping revitalize that church. This is hers. And up until about a year ago, she used this in her home uh, until finally, I think it was my uncle was like, you, you got to get something new. Um, so she finally did. But like this thing has, has one, it's taped up in the back, didn't realize that in the first one. Um, this thing has one purpose. What's the purpose of this? Calls, yeah, yeah, you can't look up things on the internet on this thing. Um, you can't uh, check your Instagram account. I mean, you can dial. And that's like the coolest thing in the world, man, to just sit there and go there. I, like, that is, that is awesome. Like, I can still, when I do that, I can still remember numbers, you know? Um, and then I look at my phone, and I just have to say, call such and such. But this, this thing right here um, had one purpose and one purpose only, and it was to make phone calls. You know, we, we look at this text and we realize that Jesus, he had, um, he, he came and he was a, he was a, a good, phenomenal person. Obviously he was sinless. We, we see that he was, um, he was a teacher. He was a rabbi. He was so many things that we may call him and all those may would be true, but Jesus had one purpose in coming to this earth. 
in being born in a stable, being born in a manger, and we see it in verse 21. He will take away the sins of his people. You see, we read that, and and what is so joyful about Christmas is that Jesus not only was born to save, ultimately one day Jesus would show us that he is born, was born to die. And we look at that and we say, Adrian, man, this is Christmas-like. This, this is a joyful time. How, why are we talking about that? Well, see, our, our idea of joy often, I think, in our culture is misconstrued, right? Our idea of joy or happiness, especially around Christmas, that's what we're talking about tonight, is often um, just put in a corner this idea of joy with like, you know, uh, movies and TV shows uh, and, 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 and hot cider. And then especially like those awful Hallmark movies. Like, you know, like our idea of joy is this, is this thing that, hey, in this movie, this girl, she's going she's gonna, to like have a jerk fiance and she's going to leave him because this new guy comes into town and he's always wearing a flannel shirt and has like a five o'clock shadow. And he's going to move into town and he's going to be this perfect guy and he's going to come in and he's going to sweep her off feet and just show her how amazing life is when you don't have to have money and all those things you just have love and we'll make it somehow and it just makes me sick but all those things you know like we 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 think that and all of a sudden like we get these little or I hope I I, I don't you know I hope you don't either guys but you know girls you get like these warm fuzzies inside and you're like oh and you're like that's what Christmas is all about you know it's about having these warm fuzzies and that's good Maybe, hopefully it's not, but, but that, like, like that's, that, that can be good. The problem is those warm fuzzies that we get, you know, and that real, real good feeling of Christmas, those, those warm fuzzies wear, wear off and they can eventually become cold. You see, Christmas isn't about good feelings, although it can be that. Christmas is not simply about um, the idea of giving presents and receiving presents. Christmas is about one thing, and it is that Jesus was born to save his people from their sin. So if he was born, how did he save his people from their sin? He would grow up and Jesus um, uh, would become a man who not only was simply a man, but he was also God at the same time. Something that we can't wrap our minds around, but it's something that's so true. It's, it's often said, I think, as one of the songs we have sung or will sing, uh, that he is God in human flesh. So he came to this earth and he was born as a child and we celebrate that tonight but ultimately he would live a life and and live some 30 years and he would go and he would end up going and dying on a cross bearing on him the weight of the world's guilt the weight of the world's shame the weight of the world's lust the weight of the world's pride He took all of that on himself. And when he dies, he dies because, not because he was a sinner and he deserved that death, but because we are. And you say, Adrian, man, I I feel like I'm a pretty good person. You know what? You, You may be from the world's standard. But let me say this. If you have ever once said a bad thing, thought a bad thought, had a bad motive, thought wrong about somebody else, you, in God's eyes, have become a lawbreaker. 
At that point, you could say, hey, I, I've, never, I've never committed this sin or I've never done this thing wrong. It doesn't matter. If you've done one thing, one or a million, if you've done one, you are a lawbreaker. And God looks and he says, he says I can't because you've broken my standard, because you've done something that goes against who I am. I can't bear to have you in my presence. So what does he do? He sends his only son to be born in a lowly place, to live a, just a, a lowly life, and ultimately die, as the book of Deuteronomy says, die a death that is cursed, because I think it's Deuteronomy 21 says, cursed is a man who hangs on a tree. So, so what's going on there? Jesus, in his love for you and his love for me, because he came to this earth to take away your sin, he goes and he lives a perfect life, a life we couldn't live. A life that you couldn't live, a life that I couldn't live. And then he goes and he, he dies. And when he dies, he doesn't just die for himself. No, God, because of God's justice against sin and God's justice against wrongdoing, he takes all of the wrath that he had built up against us and had built up against lawbreakers and he just poured it out onto Jesus. To, to give you an idea of what that is, if, if you have a, a child in here and, and, and they, uh, they do something wrong and they do something you tell them not to do, you punish them because uh, you want them to, to be a better person or you do whatever, but you punish them because uh, they did something wrong. God looked at us and said, you, you, my creation, you have done something wrong. And you're not going to be able to make it right You're not going to be able to make peace with me. And for those of you sitting in here tonight who don't know Christ, you'll never be a good enough person. You'll never do enough good deeds for God to say, finally, you've done well enough. But you've also, you'll never do enough bad that God God will look at you and say, I won't have you. God will always, if you come to him and receive the free gift that he's offering to you, he will take you in. So what happens? Jesus went to a cross and he died a death in our place. And for us. Because we couldn't pay the penalty for our sin. Yeah, we could. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. That means because of the wrong that you and I have done, we deserve death. We deserve eternal death. We deserve a life full of, of, we deserve an eternal life of death away from God because of the wrong things we've done. But the end of that verse says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus, when he goes to a cross and he dies in your place and in my place and he dies for us, He's looking to everyone in this world and saying, look, I'm extending a free gift to you. Your sin can be forgiven if you'll only receive me. Your wrongdoing against God can be forgiven and can be put away with if you will only believe that I am the son of God and that I came to take away your sin. You can have salvation and you can have your sin forgiven. And that's what Jesus did when he goes to a cross. You see, Jesus was born to save. Christmas isn't about a season Christmas is about a Savior, a Savior who would live and a Savior who would die, but he would do so because he didn't want you to suffer God's punishment. He didn't want you to suffer God's wrath, so he took it in your place and he took it in mine. And it reminds me of of a story that may may or may not be true. Um, I've heard it and then I've read it in other places as well, but it's about a king. And this king, he had a phenomenal kingdom. He had a a kingdom, and and, and his kingdom had a huge treasury. 
the treasury just had loads of gold and loads of silver, just had lots and lots and lots of stuff in it. And one day, one of the king's officials comes up to him and says, hey, king, uh, some, of the, some of the stuff out of your treasury is missing. And he, he issues an edict and he says, ten lashes, ten lashes to the person that we find that's stealing out of my treasury. Well, they look, they look for him and can't find the person. The next day, they come to the king and they say, king, we realize there's, there's even more stuff missing out of, out of your treasury. And the king says, all right, if you find this person 20 lashes, well, next day goes and they don't find anybody and they realize even more money's missing. Even more treasure out of that treasury is missing. And the king says, all right, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this. 50 lashes. And 50 lashes would almost take that person's life, if not take their life. And he says, 50 lashes to the person who is stealing out of my treasury. Well, the next day, the king's official comes up to the king and says, King, we, we found the person. And he, he, he rushes out there to see who it is, only to see that it's his daughter. You can imagine what the king's feeling. What, what do I do right now? Because the king is just, he can't just say, hey, she's my daughter, so kind of put it to the side. No, the king is a just king. He says, she, she deserves the 50 lashes that I, I said she deserved. So they go and they tie her to this post. And when they do, um, the, the, the guy giving the punishment takes back the whip. And right as he is about to hit her with the first lash, the king says, stop, stop, stop. I, I can't watch this. And he goes over there. And he takes his arms and he wraps his arm around his daughter. And he stands with his back to the person giving the lashes. And he says, now you can. Now you can give her 50 lashes. And as every single hit of that whip is hitting his daughter, it's, it's actually hitting him. See, what did that king do? The king was just enough to say, hey, there's got to be punishment for this wrongdoing. But the king was loving enough to say, I don't want you to have to suffer that. So I'm going to take it for you. You see, when Jesus was born and he lived a life of perfection and he lived a life that was, that was holy and set apart unlike ours. He, he never once sinned. He goes to a cross, as the king did, voluntarily. Taking your punishment, taking your shame, taking your guilt. And then he looks at you and he says, I want you to know that I did this for you. I did this for you. You see, that king's daughter could have looked and said, I don't, I don't want you to do this. But no, she received the gift the king was given her. And I've got to say tonight, there's some of you who have been rejecting Jesus for so long. You, you've, you've been rejecting him for so long. And he's saying, look, I came to save you. Will you just receive the free gift that I'm giving you and believe that I came and died on the cross for you. And let everyone else know that I am now your savior and your Lord. And that's what he's wanting you to do. He's wanting you to receive that gift tonight. In just a moment, Derek is going to come sing a song for us. And when he does, uh, the song is, is a song of praise. For those of us in here who know Jesus and, and you're excited that Jesus came to save, this is a time when we celebrate and we, we praise the Lord for what he's done in us and for us. But for others of you, it's a time when maybe you realize I've, you've been running for God far too long. 
And you realize for the first time that Jesus is extending his free gift of salvation to you. And tonight you can receive that. 